Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love the the product of the farm, right? The fresh vegetables and everything that comes with it. But I, I don't want to do that. I, I want an office job. And so I remember telling my, my parents that I was going to be a professional. Wasn't sure what it was. Uh, I'm going to be a professional. And so I remember my friends laughing when I wore my Sunday, my church suits to the playground, where I would sit around the house wearing these suits and ties, right? And my, my brothers thought I was weird when I would do that, and my sister did as well. But you know what? That was fine. So when, when people call me names, uh, that don't define who I am. I don't allow that to define who I am. In fact, a lot of times what I go do is, let me go see the etymology of, of the word that I was called, right? What's the meaning? Because a lot of times words, you know, you go back, somebody say something about you, you go, look, it's, it's not a meaning, right? So there's no power. There's no... There's no ump behind that word, so it bounces off and it and it disappears. It goes away into the thin air. So when when somebody calls you weird, here's what they're calling. You hear some words that was synonymous with the word weird, supernatural, abnormal. One sense that it came from a word that means a person's destiny. So is being weird is that a bad thing? No, not a bad thing. No. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's actually good. Yeah. for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Tonight, we will be hearing from Deshaun. I caught a little bit of your conversation with Jerome. (laughs) Think you're going to help us with some of these habits and changing behavior? Hopefully. Okay. (laughs) How have you been? Been great. Been great. Yeah. Learning learning a lot, and uh, dreaming a lot. So it's been pretty exciting. Well, we're excited to hear, hear about the dream, so please share. All right, well, thanks. Hey, thanks to, for that introduction. Thanks to the tribe members that, that are able to participate. Anytime I get a, a chance to speak like this, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm excited, and it's just a, a great venue to share collectively some ideas that could potentially be impactful in a very positive manner for all of us, right? So, you know, every day I I listen to something and I look for something rather that will give me, give me insight and give me, you know, the added edge that that's going to help me to get closer to my, my dream. So appreciate the opportunity to speak here and and share. It's been maybe a year or so since I last spoke here. I'm not sure how long it's been. Seems like it's been a while. So what I like to do is uh, give some, uh, you know, recognition up front and have a personal uh, testimony 
and then talk about where I am and my pursuit of, of my, my dream and catching my dream and what I'm currently working on, and then share a method that's really helped me and help others that I've been able to uh, coach and, and mentor in the business and outside the business. So as always, this is, I, I get energy from interaction and I, I want this to be as collective as possible and as challenging as possible. Let's get something out of it. You know, all of us have busy days and busy months and busy years and busy lives, right? So worked all day. Let's get, let's, let's get something out of this call tonight, if not one thing that we can collectively learn and share and go implement in our lives and have some immediate and significant impact. So before I get started, I, I just want to give a shout out to our very own Jerome Myers. You know, thanks to, I'm a big fan of Jerome. <laughs> and I'll talk a little bit about how, how, how we met, unless, for those who haven't heard the story. But I, I want to thank him for organizing these type of events and, and caring enough about us and uh, to help us achieve our, our dreams, right? Because he could easily say, you know what, I, I'm just going to be focused on me and my dream and not help others. But he has the wherewithal, he has the heart to help others. And he definitely has helped me. I've been subscribing to Jerome Services for about two, two years now. I was in full gear building my financial service practice. When I, when I met Jerome, I, I remember that day. I remember it was like yesterday. I was doing some joint work and mentoring a newer rep. And they knew somebody who knew Jerome. And Jerome came in and made a quiet impression on, on me and uh, was very curious about the conversation and, and building relationships. So I've, I've benefited in many ways from, from knowing Jerome. So glad that we had that intersection in our lives at that point in time. So as we went on, I was meeting with Jerome and we've strengthened our relationship and, you know, spent a lot of time together and bouncing off ideas, challenging each other, uh, giving advice and words of wisdom and encouragement to each other. And so I remember Jerome started at, saying to me when he was in my office, he said, hey, I, I, I want to help you. How, how can I help you? And I was like, I don't know. Right. And so then time went on and he kept saying, hey, I, I want to help you. You know, how can I help you? I was like, man, I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm out here grinding in this entrepreneur thing. And he kept at it. And then finally I said, hey, look, yeah, how can you help? Let me subscribe to your service. And so my personal testimony is I subscribed to Jerome service. We had a goal as far as my practice. And last, I believe it was January 2017, I was awarded the financial advisor of the year for the state of Virginia for Northwestern Mutual. And I owe a lot of that to Jerome and his challenging, right, and his questioning some things that I was doing and, and my mindset. So I appreciate that. And so Jerome was at the, when I was given the award, I gave a, I was very fortunate to be able to give a speech. My family was there, my wife, my two daughters, and Jerome. So it was a very special moment for me. And so that day on the hills of celebration, Jerome whispered to me, he said, hey, let's do it again next year, right? So for 2018, January, let's set a goal to be the financial advisor of the year in the state of Virginia. So essentially do something that no one has ever done and that's repeat that, right, back to back. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't repeat it, right? So I came in second. And I remember Jerome was not too happy about that. And, in fact, he showed up at the award ceremony. He didn't come in, but the other guy was awarded the award. I, I led most of the year in the categories that would uh, lend itself to me achieving the award. And at the end of the uh, year, he really had a, a, a push. And I came in second. He came in first. But Jerome showed up the award category, still not feeling too good about it and challenging me. What Jerome probably don't remember is that he sowed some seeds a while back. He was asking me about the managing director role at the firm. So I get my personal practice, right? So that's me and my team and my staff. And then there's also leadership opportunities within the firm where you can help other people grow and direct the affairs of the firm. Well, there's an opening for managing director role. Jerome has sowed some seeds and was asked me about it. And so um, deep down, I believe what happened now that, you know, hindsight been 2020, I look back, I was not as excited about repeating the financial advisor of the year role award. It's something I've already achieved, right? 
what I was excited about was continuing to grow my personal financial planning practice, but also that leadership role, right? So here's my another personal testimony. So in March of this year, 2018, I was appointed the managing director role for the Richmond firm. So I had the firm in Richmond uh, for Broad Street. And so I'm only the third managing director in about a 30 to 40 year span of that firm's existence. So I'm very thankful to Jerome and the role that he has played. And I'm, I'm definitely getting my return on investment. So the moral of that short story is to surround yourself with people who can dream big with you. Surround yourself with people that see the potential in you. Surround yourself with people that will push you to be the best version of yourself. And, and, that's, and that's what I'm, I'm here for. You know, that's why incarnate on earth, I, I want to be the best version of myself, not the best version of anybody else, but the best version of myself. And, you know, that's, that's a tall order, right? Because when, when I'm at my best, then I can help others to be, a, be at their best, right? So my, my purpose is to help people live better lives, right, in, in certain areas, in areas of spirituality, in areas of health, in areas of wealth, and in areas of relationship. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help people problem solve, right? So I became a vegan years ago, so I'm into health. I'm into holistic and natural uh, healing. I'm into spiritual practices such as meditation. Uh, obviously, financial planning, I'm into wealth and helping people accumulate wealth and relationship as well. And so I'm very fortunate to have people around me like uh, somebody like Jerome and some other great people that's in my circle, my family, my life, that's uh, challenging me and that's helping me move every day from being comfortable to uncomfortable. And we'll talk about that because that's where the growth happens. That's where the growth happens when you're uncomfortable. So I tell you, thank you for saying those things, man. You did the hard work, you know. It wasn't me. I was just there to cheerlead for you. But you did the work to make it happen. And I am excited about the role, especially, you know, you're being a trailblazer in that market and probably in the firm as a nationwide organization. I mean, you've been invited to speak all over the country as a result of your activity and your performance. So, you know, it's a team effort. And like I said, you did the work, man. So thank you. All right. So... You know, all of us have a story, right? And so, Tribe, do you remember the, the Marvel comics, right? So you had this hero, right? Whether it was uh, Batman or Wonder Woman, Superman, whatever, right? There was a hero. And they had this, you know, these superpowers, and they're able to do some supernatural things. They were awesome, and they were living this, this life, right? Well, what is your story, right? And are you the hero of your story? And that, that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do. That's what I'm working diligently to do, to create my story while I'm here on earth and, and to be, the, and to be a, the hero, right, to be the superhero. And so, you know, when I look back in my life and I describe my, my – I look at my, my journey, look at my story, you know, been one that was uh, born in the project, right, and didn't let that define me. And then we moved into government housing in, uh, in North Carolina. That didn't define me. And then – uh, moving to my grandparents' farm and learning the value of hard work and family, and there coming to the realization that you know what I I don't want to do this. I I don't <laughs> I, I love the the product of the farm, right? The fresh vegetables and everything that comes with it, but I I don't want to do that. I, I want an office job. And so I remember telling my my parents that I was going to be a professional. wasn't sure what it was. Uh, I'm going to be a professional. And so I remember my friends laughing when I wore my Sunday, my church suits to the playground, where I would sit around the house wearing these suits and ties, right? And my, my brothers thought I was weird when I would do that, and my sister did as well. But you know what? That was fine. So when, when people call me names, uh, that don't define who I am. I don't allow that to define who I am. In fact, a lot of times what I go do is, let me go see the etymology of, of the word that I was called right? What's the meaning? Because a lot of times words, you know, you go back, somebody say something about you, you go, look, it's, it's not a meaning, right? So there's no power. There's no, there's no ump behind that word. So it bounces off and it, and it disappears. It goes away into the thin air. So when, when somebody call you weird, 
here's what they're calling. You hear some words that was synonymous with the word weird, supernatural, abnormal. One sense that it came from a word that means a person's destiny. So is being weird, is that a bad thing? No, not a bad thing. No. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's actually good. Yeah, I'm, I'm supernatural. Yeah, that's, that's who I am, right? So I'm, I'm working on my personal destiny. That's who I am. So anyway, so, you know, you know, here you have this little boy walking around in suits and, and ties and, you know, what was I, what was I doing, right? So uh, that's something that will come to light in a second. But I went on to uh, get an engineering degree, uh, you know, master's, uh, get, a, get on with the engineering firm, climbing a corporate ladder, traveling around the world to different countries, you know, and, and living my dream. So as a young boy, what I didn't realize, I was utilizing visualization technique. I was seeing myself as who I wanted to become. That's why I was wearing the suits. That's why I was wearing the tie. I was practicing. So can you envision the future about yourself? So when you think about the future and your future, what do you see? And those things that you see, are you doing it now or are you waiting? So don't wait. Become now who you want to be later. Get, get to practice it. So somebody like Michael Jordan, did he wait to a game to become great or to uh, exemplify his greatness? When did somebody like Michael Jordan become great? Years in advance as a kid, man. I mean, he was shooting and shooting and shooting before anybody knew who he was. Exactly, exactly. He wasn't good enough to be on his high school basketball team his first year. Right. And he didn't give up, right? That that fueled even more motivation within him. He was great before we knew him as a great Michael Jordan. He rehearsed, he rehearsed it over and over and over again. Here's what I'm working on. So now that I'm into a leadership role, what I did up to this point, right, outside of, you know, volunteer-wise, my wife and I coached. We coached players. We coached teams, girls basketball at different levels, competitive levels, middle school, high school. And we noticed some difference in, in the girls. We noticed some differences in the players, right? The mindset was really different among the players and those who take the information, take the challenge, and take what they were doing and practice and take it into a game, right, when it really counted. And so even as a the managing director of the firm, you know, I help identify leaders, I help identify reps, recruit them, and help them work in their productivity. And same thing, you know, as I talk to 10 different people, it seems like there's only a couple of people that can make it connect in their brain. They can make it work and go off and do the things that we tell them to do that's going to be beneficial to them. So what I started working on is neuroscience, right, the, the science of the mind and how the brain works and how it works with us and how it works against us. What drew me to the topic, obviously, was my, my own struggles and my own thoughts and as an entrepreneur, right? So I remember struggling with various thoughts, right? So am I really adding value? Did I make the right decision? How do people view me? So all these things that would happen that would go on in my mind. Who else could say that they struggle with some not-so-positive thoughts? Or, or am I the only one who had those struggles? Not, not alone there at all. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do most of the people on the call just have positive thoughts? Yeah, I don't know that most people are willing to be that honest. Man. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, just, just think about it. Just, I'll, I'll give some factoids in a second. But what I learned is that a lot of times the, the roadblock between us achieving our, the reality of our dreams is our mind, right? It's our mind. It's, it's these negative thoughts that put some doubt, put some fears, and it puts us in a very safe mode, right? So you think about, you know, you think about how the, the mind works. So I, I don't know if, if we have anybody who work, work out on the tribe call. So before you, you know, start working out, right, you, you wake up in the morning and you, it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. You know you should be hitting the gym. And the first thought is, right, you really don't want to get up. You really don't want to get up four or five o'clock in the morning or you know you, you know, you want to run about four or five miles before you start your day. And your body and your mind says, you know, well, your body says, you know, I, I, I want to stay warm. I want to stay in the bed, especially wintertime, right? And then your, your mind goes into overdrive to help your body stay in that state, right? And it says, you know what? Um, yeah, you, you worked hard yesterday. You don't, you don't need to get up. You need to rest. That's what you need to do, right? So within that five seconds, you're thinking a different thought. Or your mind says, hey, you know what? Let's not 
let's not do it today. Let's do it tomorrow. And then what happens tomorrow, right? The, the brain, yeah, same thing. And it repeats. And then six months later, you look on your keychain and you see this thing. He's like, what is this? Oh, this is my membership card to the gym. <laughs> that in January, right, you had this positive thought, right, about what you're going to do uh, by the summertime, how you're going to look, right? What could you wear, right, for the beach in the summertime? And it just didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't, the reality didn't happen. So what I've learned is that our body always wants to be in some homeostasis, right? It always want to be at a, it always want to be safe. It always want to be at some equilibrium. So your body sometimes can actually control your mind versus your mind controlling your body and telling your body what to do, whether it comes to food, whether it comes to working out, whether it comes to discipline, right? Whether it comes to saving, right? We just haven't formed that habit and trained the brain, which in turn trained the body. So here's, here's a factoid, right? So what I learned from neuroscience is that the frontal lobe is about 40% of our, our brain, right? So that's a fact that, you know, separates us from, from other man, uh, mammals. So what is the frontal lobe? It helps with the forward thinking, uh, you know, making decisions, the executive functions. So the interesting other factoid is that um, by the age of 35, that's what neuroscience shows, 95% of our thoughts are from the past. So what that means is we typically recycle the thoughts over and over and over and over and over again, and especially those thoughts that have strong feelings, and typically those strong feelings are those that have negative feelings or negative connotations associated with it. All right, so, so if, if I'm going to have a couple of people uh, mute their phone and answer this question. So my question to the tribe or some, some members of the tribe is where were you on 9-11, when 9-11 occurred? Driving to work uh, mm. on 64, headed toward Virginia Beach. Wow, that's pretty vivid memory, right? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Who else? I was in gym class in college. Wow. Watching it on okay, Great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Who else? I was in the calf, man. I was in Williams' <laughs> calf. <laughs> Everybody remembers who was alive in that time period. What happened on 9-11-2001? Everybody remember it like it was yesterday, right? So my follow-up question is, what did you eat for dinner uh, three weeks ago from today? <laughs> cricket? <laughs> cricket? <laughs> cricket? <laughs> you say food? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope I so. Last night, you are talking about three weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? We can remember, our brain can remember something that happened literally 17 years ago, right? But it can't remember what happened, you know, two or three weeks ago, more or less yesterday. So what neuroscience teaches us is that these memories are based upon feeling, right? So whenever there's a strong feeling or emotion, then it, it sears that, that memory into the brain. There's a strong feeling, right? So when I got married, right, when I graduated, I remember that, right? So I remember that. But do you, have you guys ever been around that friend or that relative that rehashes every horrible event that happened to them? And it could be 20, 30 years ago. Anybody have that friend or that relative? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all do. Every time you call them up, they're rehashing the past, rehashing the past. And so you stop calling them. The question that I posed to myself, right, on my my journey to be this superhero, right, and to be the best version of myself is what am I thinking? What am I thinking at a given moment? So if 95% of my thoughts are from the past, when do I have time to think about the future, my dreams, my goals, the vision? And here's why it's important. Neuroscience shows that when you're introduced to a new idea or new learning, new experience, the brain forms neural connections and the synapses start firing. And if you are consistent with those thoughts on a regular basis, then those connections are solidified. So what do you think happens if, if you don't keep thinking those same positive thoughts or new thoughts? What do you think happened to those connections? They fall apart or weaken? Yeah, yeah. They actually show on the, these machines, right, that the, 
the neurons, those connections are pruned. It's called New Year's resolutions, right? I'm going to do this this year. You know, here's what I'm thinking about myself. I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to do this positive thing. And then you last all of a year. Uh, I mean, you last all of a uh, week or even with positive thought. You, you think positive about something for like a week or two, and then it goes away. It's not solidified. You haven't formed that habit, okay? So I also started looking at some habits of successful people, right? So think about successful people if, you, if you've done any, uh, you know, any series on, you know, YouTube, anything, whatever you, whoever you consider to be successful, right? What you, what you find, right, these people have some common habits, right? So anybody want to guess what a common habit is for successful people? What was that? Early rise. Yeah. Rise and grind, rise and shine. Waking up early in the morning while everybody's asleep. Absolutely. What's another one? Some form of exercise. Yep. You got it, man. Exercising. Been, in, been in shape. Other positive people? Yep. You're, yeah. you're the average of your five closest friends. You heard that, right? There's one more. I mean, there, there's a couple more, but those are great. You, you all did a, a fantastic job. Thanks for that, Try. There is one more that's very, very important. All of them are very important, but this is, this is important as well because it makes my point. So that's why it's important. <laughs> Affirmation? Affirmation, yeah. Positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking. Absolutely. One more. They read a lot of what? Books. Have you heard that before? Reading a lot of books? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I met this guy, um, pretty successful in his own right, and he told me, and this was years ago. He said, I read 60 books a year. First, I was like, you know, yeah, right. But he kept telling me, I read 60 books a year. I was like, why? Why would you read 60 books a year, right? And as I understood neuroscience, I understand why, right? He's introducing his brain to new material, new learning. And what is that doing for his brain? So let him find the connections. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. So uh, I, I had to look at myself. I had to look at me and say, hey, what am I thinking? What am I doing new? Or am I programmed? And I, am I following the same habits? I, I, I want to be, I want to aspire to my higher self. I want to be the best version of me. But am I doing the same old stuff? Am I programmed? Am I following the program? Same routine in the morning, right? Wake up on the same side of the bed, eat the same things in the morning, same routine, same, same, same. Can anybody relate to that so far? Yeah, definitely can relate. Yeah. So what, what I've learned is that successful people, they're always challenging themselves. They're not looking for the familiar. They're not looking to be comfortable. They're looking to be challenged. And they surround themselves with people who can challenge them and provide that challenge. And they're open to new experiences, new ideas, new learning, right? So <laughs> I laugh at my wife because when we go to a restaurant, First of all, guess what? It's the same restaurant. And guess what she ordered? Same thing, because she's hungry. The same thing. And she knows, she knows yeah, she, what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> she just want to wait. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So she knows what she likes. So why risk it? Why risk it? I know, right. I, I know this is good. I'm going to enjoy it. Why even risk it? That's the, human, that's the human challenge, right? So we want to be around people that make us comfortable, that we feel comfortable around, right? We want to be in environments where we, we're very familiar. But where is the growth? Where is the growth? Anybody want to challenge me on that? Any debates? I don't think anybody can. <laughs> so so here, here's one thing I, I, I want to say, and then before I'm looking at the time, I, I, I learned that the culmination, just, just looking at my, myself, auditing myself, right, and challenging myself and how I'm feeling as I get in front of new clients and new complex cases and I'm, expanding my practice and going across the nation and using technology to help. You know, I'm all, we're always growing, right? So I started auditing myself. And so as I look across the table at reps and our advisors that we recruit in the business and I'm talking to them and challenging them, challenging them to grow. And by the way, it's a 10% it's a business. That's a 10, I, I'm in a 10% proposition, meaning that if 10 people come into the door to start their own practice, only one after five years is still there. And I can tell you why the other nine don't make it, because what's in their mind, their personality. So what I've learned is that a combination of our thoughts 
actions and feelings are best known as our personality. So it's their personality. So again, your thoughts, actions, feelings are your personality. So when I look at your own, when I look at other people and when I deal with them and I say, hey, this is their personality. What am I saying about them? I'm saying, hey, here's your thoughts. Here's your actions, behaviors. Here's their feelings, emotions. This is the person I know as Jerome. This is the person I know this, right? So their personality. So if, if you were to look at personality, if, if you could write it down, if you're near, if you have some paper or if you're on a computer, if you can type personality, write it down, personality, and tell me what you see. What do you see when you see the words personality? I see two words. I see person. I don't see the mm-hmm. other one. Okay, I'm going to help you out. Reality. Your, your personality creates your personal reality. So when a rep comes in and they say, hey, no one's going to want to talk to me or this is going to be hard, this is going to be tough, guess what happens? It's hard, it's tough, and no one wants to talk to them. <laughs> it's everything that they said. It's absolutely everything that they said. Or when an advisor comes in and says, hey, you know, I love helping people. I'm excited. I'm excited about this day. I'm excited about the people that I'm going to meet, right? I'm going to have a great week. I'm going to have a great month. Guess what happens? They have a great, win a great month. <laughs> I mean, they spoke so, in their reality. Exactly. So how many of you heard that as a man or woman thinketh, so is he or she, mm-hmm. right? I, I brought it to today's vernacular, right? So I'm not making this up, right? So this is, this is old knowledge. As your thoughts create your reality, your personality creates your personal reality. I see it in my clients that come through the door, the ones that are forward thinking, the ones that want to get better, the ones that are excited, the ones that want to be challenged. They get better. When we coach basketball, the players that came in, the parents that came in, they had a good positive attitude. They were willing to put in the work. They wanted to be challenged. They got better. The other ones didn't. So I'm checking my personality. What, what am I thinking? What are my actions and my behavior? How am I feeling about things? And I'm auditing them and I'm making sure that my personality creates the personal reality that I want. So I'm introducing, you know, uh, new books, new videos. I would say maybe twice a month, I get a YouTube video from Jerome, right? From somebody that I probably didn't know or a YouTube video I haven't seen, right? I'm going to new restaurants. <laughs> I'm not taking my wife. I, I'm, I'm going with uh, uh, coworkers and some peers, right, going to different restaurants, trying different meals. This past weekend, I went to visit my, my folks. Uh, I usually drive. They're three hours away. Guess how I got there? I rode a train. <laughs> Anybody been on a train lately? No. The train has Wi-Fi. They have power cords. <laughs> I was plugged into my computer. It was awesome. My brain was stimulated. I was excited. By the time I got to my parents, right, I was, man, that was awesome. And I was telling them about it. I was like, hey, yeah, we got to, you know, we got to get on the train. We're going to do the same thing. So I want to introduce the tribe to a technique in the last 10 minutes. I will save about five minutes for questions. And I, I want everybody to think about, and so when, <laughs> to get help, to get better, right? You have to somewhat be open kimono. You have to be vulnerable. And, you know, I want you guys to think about a negative thought that's reoccurring in your life, in your mind, in your respective profession, in your respective relationship, whatever applies to you, right? That's unique to you. We all have it. All of us do. That negative thought, whether your your aspiration is to climb the corporate ladder and you're thinking, well, that's not me. It's not going to happen because of this reason. Or in that relationship, it's not going to happen because of this reason. Or in your business, it's not going to happen because of this reason. It's not going to happen to me, right? I want you to write it down. What is that negative thought that, that's constant in your mind? And I want to share a thought that I had. I want to share with you the method of how I overcame and then the method that I'm using for the advisors that I mentor and coach and that we're seeing some immediate breakthroughs. What I say immediate, I mean, <laughs> it is, is resonating and it gives them something to work on. So if you will, and, you, and by the way, if you don't want to share, you don't have to. You know, this is tribe. So we're trying to help each other get better. 
we're feeding off each other's energy, off each other's consciousness, off each other's thoughts and experience just to get better so that we can achieve our dreams. So write down that thought or put that thought in your mind. So we can do one or two things, but about seven more minutes. Uh, I, I can use my, myself or if somebody want to volunteer, then I can take you through something that's going to be beneficial for you and show you how to take that negative thought and make it a positive thought and then have some affirmations, declarations around it. And you practice these things, I guarantee you, and you do it consistently, I guarantee you, you're going to be better off for it. So I'm going to give a 30 seconds for you to write down your thought, that negative thought. If there's a volunteer who want to come forward, great. If not, then I will be the volunteer. I'm volunteering, man. I, I need this bad. Okay. All right. Did everybody else have time to write down their negative thought, that thing that's between you and achieving your goals? Because we came to a conclusion that your thoughts, actions, feelings create your reality, personal reality. So, Jerome, you're volunteering, right? I am. All right. So, share with us, what is that negative thought? I won't be able to deliver on the promises I've made to my investors. Hmm. Okay. All right. So you won't be able to deliver on the promises that you made to your investors. So let's let us sing it to the tune of Happy Birthday Song. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not a singer. Never said I was. So you know you know the birthday song Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. All right. Let's sing that thought to the Happy Birthday Song to the tune what of the Happy Birthday Song. I don't even know how. I won't be able <laughs> to deliver. I won't be able to deliver. There you go. Thank you. Keep going. I won't be able to deliver. I won't be able to deliver. Hand clap, everybody. That was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> now, Jerome, Jerome, you you do it. Or you, you can ask for help. Yeah, both of y'all do it. I won't be able to deliver. I won't be mm-hmm. able to deliver. I won't be able to deliver. I won't be able to deliver. All right. So you see how you, you took a negative. How did you feel when you were singing it, other than silly? <laughs> I did don't you know. feel stressed? I mean, huh? I mean, how did you feel when you were singing it? I mean, I mean, you make it was a I when you like said, "Hey, I, I won't be able to." Was that? I felt like I was singing "Happy Birthday." I mean, it did exactly, which is generally a positive thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you yeah exactly. When you say, let's say, when you think about not delivering to your investors, right, so how does it make you feel when you believe that thought? How does it make you feel? Absolutely sick, distraught. Mm -hmm. Untrustworthy, maybe? No. I mean, it won't be from a lack of effort. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, things outside of my control. Okay. So when you have that negative thought, right, and you're really bogged down with that thought, are you relatable or not relatable, Jerome? Relatable to other people? No, when you're if when you somebody have a negative thought in this case negative thought right it consumes you. Would yeah. you say you're relatable or not relatable? Not relatable. Okay. Do you feel at that time attractive or unattractive? Uh, unattractive. Do you feel powerful, Jerome, or do you feel weak? Weak. Do you feel happy or do you feel sad? Sad. Do you feel enjoyable or boring? If you had to pick one of those. Boring. Are you easy to talk to when you consume by that thought or hard to talk to? Hard. Do you feel light or do you feel heavy? Heavy. Are you resourceful? Do you feel resourceful or do you feel limited? Limited. Do you feel focused or unfocused? Mm-hmm. I feel focused. It's a problem. Okay. Yep. Focus on our thing. So when you feel in that way, are you in the moment or somewhere else? In the moment. Okay. Would you say that that thought is helpful, harmful? To your situation. Okay. So is there a reason? Is there any stress-free reason to hold on to that negative thought? No. Okay. So let's do this. We come to a conclusion that it, it makes us feel certain ways and it's not good. We came to a conclusion that it's not effective to think that way and hold on to that thought. So let's replace the negative thought with the positive thought. Okay. Let's replace the negative thought with a positive thought. So let's replace the thought with one, you know, that's not serving you well with one that is. So let's replace it. So let's reframe what you said earlier. If we were to take that thought that you're having and replace it, what does that sound like? Make all my investors rich. Yes. Yes. 
Now, with that new thought, you're walking down the street, right, with this new thought that's playing in your head like a tune, like a tune over and over and over, forming new connections, synapses. It's blood is flowing to your frontal lobe. You're thinking about how to make it happen now, right? So would you be relatable or non-relatable? Relatable. Would you be attractive or unattractive? <laughs> attractive. Would you feel powerful or would you feel weak with this new thought? Powerful. Happy or sad? Happy. Enjoyable or boring? Enjoyable. Easy to talk to or hard to talk to? Easy to talk to. Are you feeling light or heavy? Light. Are you feeling resourceful or limited? Resourceful. Are you focused or unfocused? Focused. All right. And are you in the moment or somewhere else? I think you're in the moment. Let me ask, yeah. ask you a question about the last two. Yep. So do you feel like we tend not to focus or be present when things are going well? And Yeah. Yeah. Because think about think about nature, right? So I, I watch nature a lot to understand how things should be <laughs> versus how uh, the, the the mammals with the uh, frontal lobes, how we've messed some things up, right? We've improved upon some things, but we've also messed a lot up when it comes to nature, right? I know that's debatable. So I watch nature. Nature is never in a prolonged, stressful state. So when the when the predator chases the deer, the deer panics. It's in full reflex mode, right? It's fight or flight. And then after it stopped being chased, what is it doing again? It's grazing, right? Yeah. What do we as humans do? We're in a prolonged, stressful state. We just established potentially that 95% of our thoughts are past. Some of them are, you know, most of them are negative feelings. And we replay it, replay it, replay it, replay it. We go to work, replay it. We go to our business, replay it. These thoughts were, you know, am I going to have value to my investors? You know, am I going to let them down? These thoughts work over and over, and we're in a prolonged state of stress. So essentially what happens then, so we come up with some type of cognitive dissonance to deal with it, right, to escape, right, for some of the alcohol, for some of the drug, for some of the food. So we're no longer focused. We're no longer present. We're somewhere else. We're not in the moment. You ever talk to somebody, right, and the person, the body is right there in front of you, but you can tell their mind is elsewhere? Yep. What do you think they're thinking about? That I don't. I mean, I think it varies, right? But yeah, whatever but, they're most interested in at that time is where they're Yeah, is. yeah. What they're, how they're feeling at that time, right, about, you know, my bills or my relationship or this or that. They're not in the moment. You know, when I sit down with clients, I can tell who's with me, who's not. I can tell what type of day you're having, what type of week you're having, right, based upon the person, the energy that's in front of me. So that's what that's all about. It's, it's about when you're feeling good, you're in the moment, you're there, right? Your energy level is high. You're focused, right? Okay? So so back to that new thought, because I don't want to go over my, my time that was allotted for me. What are three reasons or declarations or affirmations why you know the new thought is true? What's your new thought again? I'm going to make my investors rich. Yeah, why? What's the three reasons? Why are you going to make them rich? Why is this new thought true? Everybody that's invested with me has made money before. Proven track record. Your resume. Your resume is great. Give me another one. It's got something to prove. Yeah. You're motivated, right? And one more? All that I'm paying attention to, I'm completely focused on it. I mean. You're, you, you're putting your all in. You're all in, right? You got proven track record. You're highly motivated to do the right thing by your investors, and you're all in. So what if somebody, hey, hey, Tribe, who you just, hey, Jerome, thank you. Hand clap for Jerome. Thank you, Jerome, for being vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure, I know, you know, it's been a long day for everybody, but hopefully that's been somewhat beneficial. So I, I want you guys to visualize. So what if you, the, what if you meet Jerome A, right, that, hey, I, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to deliver to my investors, and, you know, he's looking heavy, and he's not focused, and, He's hard to talk to. He's not relatable. He's not resourceful. And then you find a Jerome that says, hey, I'm going to add value to my investors. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to make them wealthy. And here's why I know it's true. It's my track record. I believe. I look at my history. I've done the right things. I'm putting all my resources. I'm all in. I'm very focused. And he's relatable. He's attract attractive. He's focused. He's all those things. That's Jerome B. Who would you put your money on, Jerome A or Jerome B.? Got to be B, B, the one that's winning, the one that's focused, the one that's going to make yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. I want to wrap this up because I know I'm over my time, but you know, the, the point I want to make is think about what you're thinking, audit your thoughts and find a way to turn into a happy tune and then change that negative thought that you've been having for the past 20, 30, 10 years, create, write it down, create a new thought, right? And then, and then some declarations on why that's true and think that way. Go public with, here's how I'm thinking. Talk to your girlfriend, your, your guy friend, your, your, your homeboy, your coworker. Hey, here's what I'm excited about. Here's what I know about me now. Here's my new thought and here's why it's true. And, and do this and do it 30 days and see what happens to your personality, see what happens to your personal reality. I've seen it in my personal practice and what I've been able to achieve. I've seen it in uh, reps, advisors that I, I mentor and coach, what they've been able to achieve for the ones that's been able to get out of their, out of their own way. Right. So thank, thanks for your time and any feedback, any questions, anything we can talk about collectively as a tribe. Man, Deshaun, we're going to send you to, to school for, for therapeutic counseling. Um, <laughs> what you are doing, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the term, but using uh, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques mm. and interventions to replace, uh, you know, bad thoughts. So mm. uh, as you were talking, some of the words that you threw out along uh, and saying them myself, you know, okay, well, you're talking about, you know, retraining synapses in your brain, right? So mm. it's training your brain to have different responses than the responses that you have, you know, held for however long so mm. that you can respond differently and create different behavior. Right. And, you know, I, I too have also come to know through training that some of this is food, some of it is environment, some of it is behavior. Mm. And so all of that definitely plays into how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about other people, the types of outcomes that, that we can bring in, in our level of success, right? Right. That's how you have, you know, some people who, you know, just seem to, no matter what happens, you know, they're very positive. And some people, I mean, mm. you break a hill and, you know, the rest of the day is a sham. I mean, like, <laughs> maybe the rest of the week. But perspective teaches us about perspective. And right. the better we are at helping ourselves get over those smaller things, the more we can train our brain to get over those bigger things and think mm. about, you know, so this, this is the issue how do I work to solve the problem versus, you know, just becoming, I guess, overwhelmed with the issue? Right. Hey, hey, Sean, hey thanks, uh, thanks. I just want to say thanks, Sharon and Cosign. You know, you know, there's people that's more fluent, more trained than me. And so thanks for your perspective. You know, this is, you know, a lot of this is from life lessons, dealing with people, clients, and dealing with advisors and watching their behaviors and their personalities and how they some self-destruct and some, get better, right? You just never know uh, who will, you know, based upon their mental fortitude to uh, get out their own way. So so thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. That was very insightful. And there was another question. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Deshaun, do you view stress and pressure as necessary for growth and advancement? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I was thinking about some of the questions you're asking, Jerome, and trying to, I guess, reflect a little bit, think internally about some of the things, and is it more so how you deal with that pressure and that stress or how it affects you opposed to mm-hmm. having to change that thought altogether? So, in other words, some people, you know, they get a little bit of stress, they're backed against the wall, and sometimes they put on the best performances. Yeah. They really grow, they stretch, they advance, and then some people, I guess, it consumes them. Is there, mm-hmm. is there a fine line? When do, you, when do you swap sides? Stress comes to take us from uh, being comfortable, right, uncomfortable, and, and you're right, absolutely, there's, there's areas to, to grow, right, there's opportunity to grow, you know, I just gave the analogy of, of nature, how stress comes, and, uh, you know, the, the animal, the prey, fight or flight, right, are we going to fight, we're going we're gonna to stand our ground, and fight this out, and get better this way, and get this victory, or we're going to run away as fast as we can, and hopefully we're faster than our, our predator, right, so, and, the human connotation, I agree that there's sometimes there's things that come that challenges us that makes us better. I think there's uh, things that we stress our bodies in, right? So running that marathon, getting healthy, challenging ourselves to, to be the best version of ourselves, and, and at the end running that 10K and feeling good about it and feeling healthy and feeling achieved, working out and breaking down the muscles and allowing the muscles to go back. 
so I agree that some handle stress better than others, right? And so that the person who was speaking earlier that's probably trained better in that than I am. Uh, but in my observations is that long-term stress doesn't help anybody, right? So we know from a medical perspective, anybody under long durations of stress, especially if they're not handling it well, it leads to disease, dis-ease, right? And so, you know, it manifests in different ways, such, you know, high blood pressure, hypertension. But I, I think you understand what I'm saying. So I just want to say I agree with you that short-term stress, if handled appropriately, can be used as a fuel to make people better and rise to the occasion and grow from that. Long-term, though, I think that human beings, I just haven't seen it work where it's, it's a positive effect on the body. It actually, the studies show that it leads to other health problems and complications, if that makes sense. You know, I just like your final thought, you know, one takeaway that you think is most important from the call, and then I'll wrap it. All right. Let's, uh, if there's one thing to take away, what, what would it be? Successful people have successful thoughts. And to, to frame that, undergird that, it's not that they're smarter than anyone else. It's not that they're, you know, they deserve it better than anyone else. It's not that they're, you know, from a different culture, different background. You know, we like to use labels, especially in America. You're this political party. You're that color, this color. You, you know, this is your background belief. When you put all that aside and you look at successful people, they have a successful thought pattern. They have a belief in themselves, belief in what they're doing. So if I can challenge all of us to tomorrow, starting tomorrow, just think about what you're thinking. And is it positive? Is it negative? Is it either constructive or deconstructive? Is it either constructive or not constructive? So if it's constructive, keep doing it. If it's not constructive, stop. And perhaps use this tool to, or, you know, get with somebody like this trained person that was, uh, you know, that's been educated obviously in this area and get some help. Because once we have these positive thoughts that are fruitful and we do these new, you know, new thoughts, new experiences that's going to help connect and help us utilize the brain, especially the executive function, then we can look forward to our dreams and be the best versions of ourselves while we can, while we're alive. And that's what excites me every day, getting up to spend that been a better version. So thanks. Thanks for your time, Tribe. I really appreciate it. And if I can help anyway, you know, I, I'm here. I'm part of what we're all trying to do is, is get better. So if I can help you, help me fulfill my purpose and, and, you know, let me help you any way that I can. Nice, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, thank you for sharing this evening. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap the call by saying if you heard anything tonight, that makes you want to learn more about dream catchers, please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com. If you can think of someone who would benefit from the types of opportunities that we're offering and are willing to share what we're doing, we would really appreciate it. Deshaun, thanks again, man. It's always great to hear from you, and um, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Get it how you live. And that's just what I did You know I hustle all day and all night, boy You know I hustle all day and all night, boy